Mark Cuban. How you do anything is how you do everything. If you're not, if you don't pay attention to detail on the little things, you're not going to be in the habit of paying attention to detail for the big things. Ken Griffey Jr. Hey, he wears his hat backwards. Well, I wear my hat backwards because my dad had a fro and I wanted to wear his hat. And if I put his hat on at age six and, you know, he's got a eight and a half and I got like a little five, it's not going to really stay on my head. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. John Smoltz. If you don't have the imagination and the willingness to fail or not being afraid to fail, I don't think you can be truly great. Candace Parker. I have so much hope for this generation coming up that have grown up with women in sports, in leadership roles, on television, speaking about sports, speaking knowledgeably about sports. Pau Gasol. To me, all the work that I've done, all the humanitarian work that I've done has always given me great perspective, has allowed me to keep my feet on the ground and uh, has really put and reminded me what's truly important. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio. Hope all is well with you. A really inspirational guest who I've wanted to have on the show for a long time. I actually had the good fortune of meeting him recently in New York at Sports PR Summit. Eric Legrand, former Rutgers football player, founder of Legrand Coffee and Legrand Whiskey, co-founder of The Night Society. He's a Jimmy V Award winner, which is super prestigious. He's going to join us this week on Sports Business Radio. If you haven't heard Eric's story, in October of 2010, he sustained a spinal cord injury at his C3 and C4 vertebrae in a game at MetLife Stadium when he was playing for Rutgers football. Since that life-altering incident occurred, he's become a worldwide source of inspiration whose message of positivity has influenced a countless number of people throughout the world. He's developed an incredible business acumen and professional acumen, just a powerful, uh, inspirational speaker. He's an entrepreneur. He's a sports analyst, does a little bit of uh, radio for Rutgers football, and just a a really amazing guy. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation today. You're going to be inspired by this conversation today. I'm joined by executive producer Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you? Yeah, Eric is such an inspirational guy. got to meet him, like you said, at the Sports PR Summit a couple weeks ago just lights up a room. I mean, he totally commands the room. He's so just, I don't know, he just puts the room at peace and uh, gives you joy. So I think he's so inspiring. Love that he's doing well with his coffee and whiskey. I'm excited to try that whiskey. But uh, yeah, this is a great interview. Eric is just so inspiring. Enjoy it. His smile lights up any room that he enters. So um, just a, a really positive person. And again, really looking forward to this conversation today. All right, let's do some headlines before we get to the conversation with Eric. The NBA finals are set. Griggs, both you and I were wrong in our finals predictions. It's Golden State and Boston. Really not that big of a shock. Both were number two seeds in their respective conferences, and they're both playing really good basketball right now. Boston went into Miami and won a game seven. Um, But I think it's a recipe for really good ratings for ABC. You've got Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green on one side. This is the sixth time in the last eight years that the Warriors have been in the NBA Finals, so they're very familiar to national audiences. And then you've got the Boston Celtics with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, and they've got a good 
uh, up and coming team. So I think it's going to get really good ratings. Yeah, I'm excited about this series. I think both teams are super quick. They move the ball fast. They score quickly. But then at the same time, they're the top two rated defensive teams too. So it's going to be fun on that. See if it's low scoring or if it's high scoring. I'm excited for this series. I think the Warriors are going to have the edge just because you know, six times in the last eight seasons they've been there. They've got the uh, the skill and the talent, and they're deep. So I think they're going to win the series, but I think it should be fun and close. Yeah, I going with the Warriors as well. Uh, I just think they have that experience. And, you know, they have three or four guys who can score 30 in a game. You just never know which way they're going to they're get you. And the development of Jordan Poole um, and Kevon Looney and some of their other players has really helped that the big three of Clay and Steph and, and Draymond. So as long as those guys stay healthy, I like Golden State, but I think it's going to be a very competitive series. In the NHL, the New York Rangers on Memorial Day won a game seven. That was a big game seven as well. Uh, they beat Carolina. So the NHL playoffs are heating up as well, Griggs. Yeah, it's always fun to watch game sevens, especially in the NHL. That was a fun game yesterday. And uh, yeah, it's just, I love this time of year. You got NBA Finals, NHL playoffs uh, wrapping up too, and uh, two of my favorite things to watch. So I am glued to the TV. All right. And then we had the Indianapolis 500. Marcus Erickson won the 106th Indianapolis 500 on Sunday. It was a frantic finish. He took home $3.1 million, which is the highest payday for an Indy 500 winner in the race's history, long history. $16 million was the total purse, so each driver took home an average of $485,000. So IndyCar has really upped that purse and gotten drivers like Jimmy Johnson, who's a NASCAR legend, to participate. So exciting race, lots of money involved for the winners, and uh, you know Marcus Erickson drinks the milk at the end, Griggs. Yeah, everybody loves that cold milk bath at the end. But yeah, fun, fun race. I love the full crowd. Uh, just exciting to see it. I love how IndyCar is kind of fun because for me, it starts a little slow. And then as you get into it, you really start to know the drivers and see their strategy. And then, uh, you know, those final laps are just uh, iconic and so fun to watch the end of it. Something I took notice of last week, and, and I applaud both the New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. They turned their Twitter accounts into basically message centers for gun violence in the United States. And, you know, there's a lot of people who say stick to sports. We've said on the show before, we, we are not stick to sports. And there's a platform that these teams have in order to get information out there. And they put out factual information. And there were hundreds of thousands of retweets and sharing of these tweets within, you know, hours of them being posted. But instead of posting game updates during the game on Thursday between the Yankees and Rays, they coordinated their Twitter accounts and they put out information that I found helpful. And, you know, again, I applaud them because not everyone has the courage to get out and have those conversations. But I always say with the pro athletes, with celebrities, with these teams, they've got hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of followers. They're able to use their platform to inform and educate and the Rays and the Yankees did that last Thursday, and, and I commend them. Yeah, I thought that was really classy. I saw a lot of celebrities, a lot of music uh, bands and singers doing the same thing, and I thought it was really cool to see. And Twitter was kind of uh, interesting to watch the last week because there was so much that going on. And uh, yeah, these guys have and ladies have millions and millions of followers and such an influence. And when they post a tweet, it can really help you know get uh, awareness around stuff like gun violence. So I, I applaud them too. Good job. All right, our last headline. Uh, speaking of the Yankees. Derek Jeter, number two, is now on Twitter. 
he has been holding out and holding out and holding out. He's now on. So, I mean, if you're taking note, Phil Mickelson held out forever. Tom Brady held out forever. Um, you know, now Derek Jeter is on there as well. I think Peyton Manning is on as well. I know he's at least on Instagram. I'm not sure he's, if he's on Twitter, but you know, you're seeing some of these retired athletes finally get on Twitter because it keeps them relevant. They can promote their products and their initiatives. For example, you know, Derek Jeter is still the co-founder of the Players Tribune and he's got his Turn 2 Foundation and things like that. So it helps them communicate those initiatives and also keeps them in contact directly with the fans. And within hours, Jeter has, you know, tens of thousands of followers. No surprise, Griggs. Yeah, not surprising there. And I think it helps like you see with Brady too, doing all his endorsements and moving on to TV probably after the NFL. Um, you know, they can use that to kind of keep themselves relevant, promote what they're doing, like you mentioned. But uh, yeah, Jeter, I think will be fun. We've seen the fun with Tom Brady. He's been awesome. And uh, Phil Mickelson too. He just needs to kind of get back into the golf world a little bit more. But uh, yeah, it's fun seeing these big names, especially retired players, kind of stay relevant and uh, get on the social media. Love it. All right. Coming up next, an inspiring conversation with Eric Legrand, former Rutgers football player, founder of Legrand Coffee and Legrand Whiskey, co-founder of the Knight Society and Jimmy V Award winner. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Brian Berger here. Roan is the new official menswear partner of Sports Business Radio. I love their product. I've been a fan for a long time. Did you know David Stern was one of their first investors? Roan makes the absolute highest quality, best fitting, and most comfortable performance-driven clothing for men. Their entire line places emphasis on an active, balanced, and purpose-driven lifestyle. I'm wearing my spar joggers. I've got them in uh, Heather Gray. I've got them in Navy. I've got my moleskin commuter slim pant. I've got my regular black commuter pant. I've got my dress shirts. So when I'm out in in-person meetings, I have the nicer Roan product to wear. But most of the time I'm working from home and I've got my rain long sleeve gray Heather camo. I've got my rain long sleeve hoodies. I am wearing the shorts for workouts, the seven inch Mako shorts. So I'll tell you what, from top to bottom, whether it's casual or business wear, Roan has me covered. I know they're going to have you covered too. And Roan is offering Sports Business Radio podcast listeners 15% off your purchase. Go to Roan.com, R-H-O-N-E.com and enter code SBR15 at checkout, like Sports Business Radio 15, SBR15 at checkout. Receive 15% off your purchase. That's Roan.com, R-H-O-N-E.com and enter promo code SBR15 at checkout. My guest is Eric Legrand, former Rutgers football player, founder of Legrand Coffee and Legrand Whiskey. He's the co-founder of the Knight Society. He's the only player in the 153-year history of Rutgers football to have his number retired. He's one of the most beloved individuals in the history of the university. In October 2010, Legrand sustained a spinal cord injury at his C3 and C4 vertebrae at a game at MetLife Stadium. Since that life-altering incident occurred, He's become a worldwide source of inspiration whose message of positivity has influenced a countless number of people throughout the world. 
He's a Jimmy V Award winner, a WWE Hall of Famer, and you can follow him on social media at Eric Legrand 52 Eric, thanks for joining me on Sports Business Radio. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me today. It was so great to meet you last week at Sports PR Summit. I got to tell you, you know, I had heard a lot about you, but when you come into a room and, and, and you, you just have such energy and your smile lights up the room and it was just such a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, you know, a lot of times when people I roll into a room, people don't know really how to approach me or things like that. So I just be who I am. You know, I may be in a wheelchair, but I'm still, you know, a person I get to show my personality. You make people feel comfortable with that. And that's just how I approach my life every day, honestly. How do you do that? Because honestly, there are so many people that wouldn't approach the hand that you've been dealt with, the positivity that you have. And, and how do you keep that positive attitude? I've always been this happy-go-lucky guy my entire life. And when I got injured when I was 20 years old, I said to myself, like, I don't want to let this injury define me and be a negative person. I still want to be joyful and happy. And I had a bunch of people supporting me, wishing me well and going out of their way for me. So I'm like, how can I let those people down? This is my responsibility, and I am who I am. What you see is what you get. I don't put on a front for anybody. So I don't know. It just comes from like being a person who I was, wasn't making that, you know, that promise to myself. Yeah. Who are some of those people that are closest to you that have really helped you since October 2010? Well, obviously, number one has to be my mom. I mean, the behind-the-scenes stuff that my mom does bring me from event to event, the handling the insurance, the bills, the medicine, all the stuff that people don't see happening and making those phone calls, you know, though. That's not a dudes. But, I mean, it's hard to just, like, I can one, like Coach Chiano from Rutgers, like, the amount of support that he's given me, you know, even when he drafted me to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when he left New Jersey for a little bit to then still supporting me from afar, and now he's back home and I get to, you know, hang out with him more often now, like in his family. So, you know, just so many great support supporters out there. It's hard to just narrow down a few because sure. it's been a blessing, Brian. I'm not going to lie to you. What does it mean to you when you get drafted by the Tampa Bay Bucks or when you are the Jimmy V award winner or a WWE Hall of Famer? What does that mean to you? Those are some of the coolest moments of my life and they were all different because one, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got to be a part of that organization. You got to see like what the NFL players go through and, you know, like practice, getting, you know, all the equipment and leadings and get to be a part of like the game day experience, which is awesome. The Aspies, now, that's a different piece. You know, you got thousands of people there and millions of people watching. You get to share your story in front of a very diverse crowd of all types of people. And then after you share your story, everyone wants to come take a picture with you, which was insane. And then hold on, the WWE Hall of Fame. That's a different breed of people. Like <laughs> that, that was incredible. Like hanging out with Ric Flair, you know, drinking. We have a, we had shots of whiskey at the bar with Ric Flair, then just you know, like the Undertaker walking around. All these guys you look up to your whole life, watching. They're just hanging out with you at the hotel, and then you get to go in front of eighty thousand people in front of in the stadium, and they're all cheering your name and yelling for you. I'm like, whoa! Like that was a different beast. Who inspires you? Oh, man, my, my mom, I have another uh, good friend of mine by the name of Adam Telefaro, who was a Penn State football player who got paralyzed back in, I believe, the year 2000. Doctors told him he'll never walk again, never do this, never do that. And a year and a half later, he led his team back on the field versus uh, the Miami Hurricanes walking. Wow. And now, he's, now he's on a board for Penn State and he's running. I mean, 
think he even got his political career going and a beautiful family house in South Jersey. And I see that, I'm like, you know what? One day, one day. Yeah. I, I hope we all see that day. Your your speech at the Jimmy V uh, Awards on you know ESPN at the ASPEs was so inspiring. And you know every time I see you speak in public, um, you're so inspirational too. You seem like you just speak from the heart. Is that an mm-hmm. accurate assessment? It is. I never for like sit there and write down my whole speech. Never have. Never will. I know who I'm talking to. I study up a little bit about. The audience I'm going to go into and I share my story in a certain way and then, you know, emphasize on certain things that need to be talked about and certain things that people want. So I will uh, always do that. And I feel like that's when I've been the most comfortable and I don't want to ever change who I am or try to have to write out something because I want it to be authentic and from the heart. Yeah, it definitely is authentic and, and from the heart. All right. You are quite the businessman and entrepreneur, <laughs> and I want to dig into that. You're, you're like killing it right now. Um, obviously, LeGrand Coffee, I know you just uh, opened a, a coffee shop. You've got LeGrand Whiskey, but I saw that you ran into Barb Corcoran from Shark Tank recently. Mm-hmm. How was that? What did she tell you about being an entrepreneur? Well, it's funny. It's actually a funny story. What I saw is like the cousin's. Main Lobster family reached out to me on Instagram. They asked me to come out to their grand opening in Asbury Park. And of course, I'm like, yeah, of course I'll show support. But not then they told me Barbara was going to be there. I was like, what? Like, you know, that's awesome. And uh, the founder, so I get there. And, you know, she's having fun with everyone talking. And we start talking. And I started talking a little bit about LaGrande Coffee House. And she goes, well, you opened a week and a half ago. Why aren't you there right now? <laughs> I was like, I was, I was just there. And I had to come here to come see you. So. You know, that's all. It was a little bit of funny. She started laughing at me and we started making jokes. But of course, she wished me the best of luck. You know, told me, uh, just keep your head focused, you know, listen to the negative comments and always go out there and be the best that you can be. Yeah, that's good advice. I love watching that show. I've had Mark Cuban on here and he's given us some uh, good inner workings of of Shark Tank. And, uh, you know, those entrepreneurs, they, they've got to get their pitches together and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So let's start with LeGrand Coffee. So you could have started a lot of different businesses. Why coffee? Coffee is something that always, I feel, bring people together. Mm-hmm. I've noticed already in the week, and we could have two weeks, we've been open. People just get together for a cup of coffee discussing this. But I have people coming from far and wide. It's a place for people to come meet up, talk about life, you know, try to forget about all the negative stuff that's happening and enjoy just some good coffee and pastries and the atmosphere and the vibe that we wanted to create at LeGrand Coffee House. We're all about coffee, comfort, satisfaction, and make it ADA accessible so people that are in wheelchairs or similar situations like me can get around. So it's very unique, and I'm loving it so far. It's been it's been an incredible journey. So it was very it took a long time to open up, obviously, you know, with inflation and and, and uh, the, 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 the supply chain. But we're here, and, we're, and our doors are now open. And they're open. It's in New Jersey, correct? For our, our international audience listening, do they know? Yep. We are in Woodbridge, New Jersey, which is actually my hometown. They built these new apartment buildings called Avenue and Green. And funny story, the back parking lot was the actual street that I was born on back in 1990. Wow. Nilsen Ave. Yes. Crazy story about that. I was actually born there. I lived there for the first four years of my life where that building is. And here is my first business, brick and mortar, right in the front of there. That is crazy. 
So if people aren't able to make it to New Jersey and they just want to order coffee online, they can do that as well, right? Absolutely. We started our e-commerce back in January 2021 on my niece's fifth birthday, January 12, 2021. And we wanted to build our brand and bring it nationally and make people get to not have to wait or have to, you know, if they can't visit the shop, like, how can we get it? We wanted to build our brand through the e-commerce first before our brick and mortar was ever open. And I'm proud to say we have sold to all 50 states already. Wow. Shipped down and people have been excited. Reorders got our subscription base going shipping to California, Hawaii. It's, it's incredible. It really is. So that's legrandcoffee.com, right? Legrandcoffeehouse.com. And come get your daily cups of belief. Oh, that is good. Well, I'll tell you what, next time I'm in Jersey, I'm definitely stopping by, but I'm probably going to order some uh, online before then so I can have some of that good coffee. Okay, so whiskey. This is another thing. <laughs> coffee and whiskey are, yeah, they can go together, but, you know, they're, they're pretty separate. So why whiskey? Oh, I want to take care of you in the morning and take care of you in the night. <laughs> No, but honestly, this has been in play since last summer. A good, our business partner, who was also a good friend of mine, Brian Axelrod, who's been in the spirits game for over 20 years with different vodka brands. He's working with Jay-Z's brand, Duce, and then recently one of the original founders of Proper Whiskey with Conor McGregor. But when I brought the idea to him last summer, like, listen, you know, people look at people with disabilities and don't think that we can enjoy the finer things in life mm. like after a long day or after a big accomplishment you know people don't think that with disabilities you could do that and i'm like you know what i want to show them that i celebrate my 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 uh, milestones that i reach i enjoy the finer things in life and also you know i want to be able to have a charitable raise this also help raise funds for this so we have our plan set where every case that we sell which is the case of six you know to different local bars whatever it is we're going to donate $5.20 back to the Christopher and Data Reed Foundation for spinal cord injury research. Well, obviously, $5.20 is my number 52. But, you know, that's why I came up with it and I did. And we just thought, why not? You know, people are now that I'm finding out. They enjoy their whiskey, Brian. People are hyped up. All right. I'm ordering some of that, too. How can people order that online or is it not available to order online yet? We, are, we will give you the scoop. We will be releasing this fall. We are. Getting everything lined up, I can, we are we got the molding of our bottle that I just saw, which I am hyped about. That we're going to keep on building the buzz around that, and we're going to get we're getting our liquids situated on what we're going to go with a while. Well, I'll let you have one with a bourbon, but which bourbon, how, and which one we're going to use and the taste testing. So we're in the very beginning processes of it, but people are just left and right reaching out, like, how can I get involved? Like, I want a part of this, or I like, can't wait to taste it. It's it's been really cool. I love that it's not just whiskey. It's got this whole story and mission around it that you just described. And, and I think that is why people are going to really gravitate towards it. Exactly, Brian. Because, see, you know, I don't want to say Eddie Joe Schmoe, but a lot of people, you know, will just, you know, make a, make us a type of, you know, out of spirit and, you know, just try to sell it, but just because they think they can make some money. But there's really no story behind it. So I can't wait to whatever distributor we use. I can't wait to get in there and talk to their sales team show my passion behind the reason why we are doing this and the 5.6 million people with some sort of paralysis that are going through that and to show them this is how we can help find our way out of these wheelchairs. And I don't know anybody that's selling, you know, spirits will get fired up about that. Yeah, no, it's amazing. So let's go backwards for a minute. When someone comes to you 
as an entrepreneur with an idea, what's the criteria that you need to see in order to say, you know what, I want to be involved in that? Yeah, I, I, I definitely get approached in different ways and partnerships and this and that. And uh, it definitely has to make sense to me. The first thing I have to see is what's the vision, obviously. How much are you looking to get out of me? Because some people will come up to you and they want you to run. I've been a part of a business before that was a startup that had an idea, but I was controlling 90% of it and it just didn't work out. So I lived and I learned. Now, my approach is, okay, do you have an idea? What's the vision going forward for the first year? What's the vision going forward for the next three to five years? How much time is required, obviously, from me? Is it something that's intriguing? Is it something that's different? Do I want to be a part of it? And how, if it's bringing people together, if there's a crowd that we think we can really build around and have, you know, success, not just one time going forward, then I'm all for it. Then I'll, you know, then I'll listen. Yeah, that's great. So one of the ideas that I see, so in addition to meeting you at Sports PR Summit, I had the pleasure of meeting basketball star from Rutgers, Geo Baker, and you guys just launched the Night Society. Tell us about that, because that looks like that is going to be some groundbreaking stuff, too. As we are going and evolving in the college athletics, as we just had our, you know, Sports PR Summit, Brian, and we talked about the NIL deals, this is where it's going. And if you don't, if you don't get involved, then you're going to sink. Just, it is what it is. So we're trying to figure out a way, but we kind of, we haven't, obviously we figured out a way, but we want to bring together athletes of all sports, but also donors and, and, and local businesses and organizations together with the Knight Society. So say, we call them our contributors, say a local business says, hey, Eric, we are Gia. We want to have the quarterback, Gavin Wimsett from Rutgers have a, have his dinner here without with uh, some of his guys. Okay. Well, and that's the case. And you have to pay, you know, this amount of money. We'll get it all posted all on social media. How many people do you want to invite? It's almost like running an event and this is what it's, it's going to cost you. And then the athletes get a certain percentage of that as well as going back to the night society. And then for donors that want to get in as our contributors, the ones that really want to invest in the company, they'll have all access to exclusive deals, whether that's, Sign memorabilia, getting uh, exclusive drops, and a, good, a great seating and experiences at sporting events. So it's a pretty cool idea. And people, you know, nowadays, they, they want to learn more about it. Yeah. I mean, you were a college athlete at one time. What, what are, there's so many things that have changed since then. So I think it's great with Night Society. You've got you, who has all this great experience and you're an entrepreneur. And then Gio, who's just graduating. So this is all really fresh to him. He's done some NIL deals. The two of you, I think, make a really good combination on this venture. But how has your experience as a student athlete lent to this venture? Yeah, well, that's probably the experience of when I was in school and I know exactly what it was like not having any NIL deals, right. not being allowed to even accept a piece of gum from a donor and the struggles of that. And I always go back to wishing I could like, could have hosted camps during the summertime in my hometown, been able to do deals with local businesses and promotion, but there was not even social media. It's crazy to say, I was there from 2008 to 2010 when I got injured, but there wasn't a huge presence on social media. Now you got a young guy like Gio who has just been through it all, you know, going through that whole NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Battling through the COVID season, freshly graduated, put Rutgers on the map basketball wise. 
and a full-blown education on NIL deals because of the big advocacy that he went going forward and putting his name on the line going out there to get these deals passed. I'm like, you know what? Why can I? Well, I mean, why wouldn't I partner up with my man Gio on this and really try to blow this up and help the Rutgers athletes, but also our contributors, give them special special deals and help workers grow overall because nowadays that's what recruits honestly are they're looking for. What can, you, what can you do for me? Don't you think this is something, I mean, I know you're doing this at Rutgers, but it seems like this could be replicated at other universities. <laughs> I know there's collectives and, you know, I'm actually in Oregon. So the University of Oregon has a pretty strong collective there, but I, I look at what you're doing and I think it could help a lot of athletes, not just at Rutgers, but across the country. I mean, it's like a lot of ways are being replicated. I know some schools are going to foundation routes and uh, people are writing off 501c3s and people are replicating that. Others are putting together programs at schools where people are, you know, just paying, you know, in cash and getting things done. So instead, it really is the wild, wild west out there. But I think Geo and I and our team formulated it out a pretty good plan going forward for the athletes and our contributors to all come in together. To really say when a recruit comes there and says, oh, well, how can you help me? And uh, now they can say, well, we have our night society that has our fans as contributors and we have our athletes in there. We do deals with local businesses. We do deals with big time companies. And we also be allow you to host different events and be a part of things of that nature. And you can make some money off of that. What did you think of the Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher back and forth? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was sitting there cracking up laughing. <laughs> you know, who doesn't who doesn't laugh at the at the, those two guys, you know, all the success that they've had in their careers? You know, go back and forth bantering about this stuff. And then, you know, these are old school type of guys. But like I said, if you're not getting above water, you're gonna sink. So, you know, I I love kind of seeing that drama, but they figuring out this is what life is gonna be, so you have to adjust to it. But it's kind of cool when you see a national championship coach arguing with. A guy over, you know, having the number one recruiting class meanwhile, you have the number two recruiting class. I mean, it's funny. It's funny to me. Yeah. But I mean, I would imagine if you're a, a football coach, basketball coach, and you're recruiting a student athlete now, one of the first things they're gonna ask about is NIL. They're they they don't want to just know they're gonna win, they might get drafted, you have good facilities. They wanna know what's my marketability around NIL. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's why donors need to find ways where maybe thing, you know, the the facilities, yes, they are great. They look beautiful, but hey, you never know. Labels might not put more money towards an NIL deal than, you know, something else that you're contributing on, you know, around campus or the university. I think it's just an adjustment of where funds are going to start to go by some of these donors. And if you want to be able to stay above water, and one thing is too. You got to watch like you could because you, the top guys are always going to get the top guys. They always have, whether if it was legally or illegally. Right. They got the top guys always. But it's when you get guys, you develop them into stars like Oceano has proven to be. And or proven to do, I should say, it's keeping them, keeping them there and showing that they can succeed. And listen, especially at Rutgers, you live in New Jersey, New York City, the biggest market in the world. I mean, the opportunities are honestly are endless. and. Obviously, the Rutgers alumni base is absolutely huge. Everything I do business-wise, I'll tell you, is has some sort of deal with somebody that has a Rutgers alumni with coffee, wow. with whiskey, and a nice society. That's great. It's unbelievable. Though. I, I guess it still amazes me every time I, I meet somebody and you're like, oh, yeah, 
I went to Rutgers or this so and so went to Rutgers there and this and I'm like, it's 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 crazy to see. So we're and I was like, how can we find a way to bring this all together for the university? Yeah. What do you think of the transfer portal? It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of wise. Like I said, these schools are hopping on it right right away, getting the high donors to be giving out money to these kids. And I think you know there has to be some regulation towards it. Yes, you want to give the kids opportunities to go certain places, but you also want to be able to have a way where you develop a kid for three, four years, and all of a sudden be like, this school's going to pay me this amount of money to go there play for a year or two. It's like there needs to be something around that. And yes, you like I said, you want kids to be able to have their choice and say, but there has to be some sort of regulation in there somewhat because right now it's the wild, wild west. And honestly, it hurts high schools because now coaches are just looking for the parents were going to fill those scholarships. The high school, they're like, I'd rather take an established player that's already played two or three years in college than I would a high school student. Mm, that's interesting. Do you think we'll ever see the day where players are just outright paid versus just being able to monetize via NIL? I think there'll be some sort of regulation somehow, whether that's through the NCAA or through, you know, the uh, actual conferences, you know, I think there'll be some sort of regulation because of the SEC right now, when you see Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban going at each other, like, they can't have that. Right. Yes, it's our entertainment. We're laughing. But at all in all, for the conference, that looks horrible. So I think there'll be some sort of regulation that comes down between us, between conferences or someone with the NCAA that has to be. Well, and I wonder, you know, so Mark Emmert's been on this show with me, the president of the NCAA. Well, he's leaving next year. And (laughs) just kind of wonder, like, what becomes of the NCAA going forward, too? NCAAs, it's crazy to say, but they're not really in the greatest of places. You know, all the, you know, there's lawsuits that come year after year for things that happen. There's been a business that's been kind of exploiting athletes for years and years and years upon years. And now, you know, stuff is being, you know, moved around and they're getting, you know, ruled in, ruled in, uh, in opposition in, in court. So it's like, what are you going to do? So either they have to adjust their methods or there may not be an NCAA. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. All right, before I let you go, coming up soon, I think, you can give us the date, but A Walk to Believe. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. I know that's something, I think this is the 12th annual, right? It is. Before my foundation, Team LeGrand of the Christopher and Dana Reed Foundation, which we've raised over $2 million to respond according to research, is our biggest event, our 12th annual A Walk to Believe, where it's a 5K run, walk, roll right at Rutgers Football Stadium in around. Bush campus, but we also encourage people to participate virtually for the people that can't make it. When COVID hit, it was right in March, and our event is in June every year. This year's in uh, June, wow. of course. But we said, you know what? We got to shift our gears. Let's do a 52 for 52 challenge. And I first, I was like, I don't know about that. We wanted to get all 50 states and two U.S. territories to participate. And man, it blew up, Brian, all over. And then last year as well, people participated in all 50 states to U.S. territories and 11 different countries. And it was special this year. We're back live in person. I'm excited. I cannot wait to finally see people again, but we also encourage people that can't make it to participate virtually. So just go to ChristopherReeve.org slash A-W-T-B to sign up and just be a part of it. All the money's going to sign up for injury research and helping us find cures for paralysis. Let me tell you what, my friend, you are a special, special light in this world. And again, it was such a pleasure to meet you last week at Sports PR Summit, but I love everything that you're doing. 
Um, you just have such a great attitude. Uh, Le Grand Coffee, I am literally going to order some today at legrandcoffeehouse.com. Mm-hmm. Our audience out there. Uh, next time I'm in New Jersey, I want to come in and sit down and uh, visit with you and, and have a cup of coffee in Le Grand Coffee House. I need to see the brick and mortar and, and see it for myself. But I've seen the pictures and it looks fantastic. It is. It's, it's, the, the L2M contractor, they did an amazing job with the whole, you know, supply chain issues of waiting. We, they figured out a way to get everything done and built to make it look absolutely how I envisioned it. And I couldn't be more excited. You never know who's going to pop in the Grand Coffee House, Brian. We got people that pop in. Randall, we just had our governor there on the grand opening. So wow. You never know who's going to pop in the Grand Coffee House. So if you're in town, come on by. Well, and I love the, we got something for the daytime. We got something for the nighttime. When that whiskey <laughs> comes out, I'm getting myself a bottle of that too. So you, uh, you keep us posted on uh, your social media channels at Eric Legrand 52 when that's coming out. And we'll spread the word on that and I'll be ordering a bottle. Absolutely. We're very excited for that. We're, sure we're pushing, pushing, I'll let you guys know we're pushing for the fall to get that release and get that out to everyone and just enjoy some, some nice bourbon in. Whenever you may like, but we encourage you in the evening time and do it responsibly. <laughs> exactly. Eric Legrand, former Rutgers football player, founder of Legrand Coffee and Legrand Whiskey, co-founder of Night Society, just doing great things in this world. Again, follow him on social media at Eric Legrand 52. Eric, thanks so much for joining me on Sports Business Radio. All right. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. I am on my Underdog Fantasy app every night. Underdog Fantasy is the official gaming partner of Sports Business Radio. It's the fastest growing fantasy app ever released with investors that include Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, Jared Goff, and many more. The Underdog Fantasy app is available at underdogfantasy.com on iOS or on Android. I love it. I play a lot of Pick'em. I do rivals. There's best ball. It makes watching the games a lot more fun. So we've got a special offer for sports business radio listeners. New users can get up to $100 matched on their first deposit when they use the code SBR. So download the app at underdogfantasy.com and then enter the promo code SBR to get up to $100 to play with. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. And thanks to our partner, Molka Sports, for powering Sports Business Radio. Learn more about them online at molkasports.com. That's M-A-L-K-A sports.com. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com. Sports Business Radio is produced by Brian Griggs and Griggs Productions. GriggsProductions.com.